Hey everyone, uh, this is one of your hosts, Drew. Say hello, Drew. I'm just hopping out in the uh, beginning of the episode just to give you an alert. So at about 55 minutes and 30 or so seconds um, after this alert, there is a, uh, a spoiler warning for a uh, some discussion of leaks for the upcoming Commander Legends set. Um, these leaks were not part of Wizards of the Coast's um, typical spoiler season, haven't been revealed by a content creator as of time of recording, or likely as of the time that this episode is going to go live, um, but they are out there. Um, for full disclosure, they are um, fan translations from German to English of images of cards that were reportedly kind of leaked ahead of the proper full release of the Commander Legends set. So, if you like to generally go into sets completely blind, like to avoid spoilers, or just like to be aware of them before you hear them or anything like that, um, again, it's towards the tail end of um, Josh's leg of the discussion in this upcoming episode, um, and it's about 55 and a half-ish minutes after this part of the episode. Um, so just be aware of that if you're if you want to either be aware of that moment happening or want to avoid it at all. Uh, but other than that, I'm going to stop doing this intro bit and let you get into the episode. Bye. Ow. Freaking cat. Oh, did you get attacked by a cat? No, she got in my lap to be comfortable because she loves me. That's rough, man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Demonstrate the Loop, Imagine the Gathering podcast, where we do everything. From deck text, discussions, and set dice sections. And today's episode is going to be a discussion piece. And this one was actually somehow brought to us by good host Josh. Say hello, good host Josh. Hello, I'm the one. I've done it this time. I tried very hard. Okie dokie. And our other host, go ahead and tell him how great of a job you did, Drew. Oh man, I did an amazing job. And I'll once again reiterate how good drew did i'm daniel that was <laughs> drew thank goodness and now mm -hmm. we're gonna pass it over to josh and he's gonna give you a quick rundown of this episode synopsis before we dive headfirst into an empty pool <laughs> yes well what i want us to talk about today is i want us to look back at magic's history and think about uh, abilities or mechanics from Magic's mm -hmm. past that have become defunct, uh, things that are pretty unlikely to come back, and I want us to figure out what we'd like to come back and how exactly we would bring it back. Mm -hmm. So, I want to hear from each of us. And what I want to hear from each of us. It would be so good if you were just like, I'm going to do it by myself. Yeah. I came up with you the episode idea. It's mine. What no. I love about this episode already is that it started off with not, I thought it'd be interesting or like this, this is a thought that came to me. It's like, I, what I wanted us to talk about was this mm -hmm. thing. It's just, it's so this, this episode has like, it's, this episode is standing is just a, is just a podcast standing in front of a girl asking for it to accept it for all of its faults or whatever. It's probably yeah. audio quality. It is audio quality. <laughs> you got to play. No, it isn't. We've been specifically commented strength. on that. Complimented uh, yeah. on that rather. Yeah. Hey. It, to our knowledge is our only strength so far. Yeah, man. And yeah. we and that's really sad because I think we've done three or four different kind of deck tag things. And mm -hmm. <laughs> and our compliments are on sound. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. 
What you wanted us to talk about it, though, Josh, was what? I wanted us to talk about it, each of us. Uh, these things is what I want to hear from each of us. <laughs> I want to hear what the mechanic is. Give us the rundown. How does it work? Oh, sure. Duh, it'd be dumb to talk about it if we didn't say that. But then what I want to hear about is why hasn't this particular mechanic come back? And how likely mm-hmm. is it to come back? Because some of these might not be something we actually will ever see. And then I want to hear how exactly you would bring it back. Would you bring it back as it was? Would you tweak it? Would you, instead of having it be a mechanic, just have like a one-off card do it? That's what I want to hear about. I don't want to go first for a very good reason (laughs) that will come up when I go. Mm -hmm. I think I want Drew to go first. Me... Yes. I go first? Okay. You go first. I'll go first you did if such you a don't good want job. to go first, Drew. Because mine's not... I, I have the least interesting <laughs> one, I think. So okay. I, oh, I'll yes. go ahead and I'll fall on the blade as it it's were. A, it's yeah, important yeah, yeah. to start That on way a there's less note. sword for the rest of us to get stabbed up by. Oh, it's a so Uchi Katana. Less? Those things long. <laughs> oh, there's, damn. Okay. There's plenty Ooh. sword. Thank God. Um, I'm going to be talking about... And in uh, one of my... I don't even know if this is one of my favorite, but I really, for some reason, I'm not even big on combat. I don't even yeah, really mm-hmm. care about the combat. Not at all, step. actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't say not at all, actually, because very clearly I'm about to say something. Drew, <laughs> don't shut me down like that. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Bushido, which is a Ooh. set from the Kamagawa block and was slapped onto every samurai. I actually think that there is one samurai that doesn't have Bushido. Does one of them um, not? Mm. I think that th- I think there actually oh. might be a few because I think what's his name? I'll look it up real quick just just because there are well, thirty seven cards that appear on Scryfall that say they have Bushido, and then there are let me see how many samurai, and there are thirty six samurai. Wait, well, so actually, no, yeah, because one of the thirty seven is a is a uncard. It's Greater Morphling. Oh, so yeah, no, I think all of them it's, do. Um, have it. I think all of them it's do a have it. bummer. For the samurai that don't have Bushido, because I was thinking and I checked, Bushido is specifically the code of honor and morals developed by the Japanese samurai. For a samurai to not have it, that's rough. That's sad. I guess for some reason I thought Goto Bandit Warlord was a samurai, but he isn't. Oh, yeah. Even though I think he, he mm, does do he cares about specifically them. for samurai. He yeah, that's where samurai. I got confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But Bushido is a mechanic, and I'm going to read this mechanic out to you. I'm just going to grab one. Let's do Battle Mad Ronin. I like mm-hmm. this one. It's a one in a red for a one, one human samurai. And it has Bushido too. When this blocks or becomes blocked, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. And battle mad mm-hmm. Ronin mm-hmm. attacks each turn if able. So what Bushido does is essentially if somebody chooses to block, <laughs> let me give this in an example <laughs> that might explain why we haven't seen it again. Say you are attacking an opponent with a 1-1 that must attack every turn, if able, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you have a 0-2, your options are I could take 1 damage or my creature can take 3 damage. Mm 1 damage is Mm -hmm. not a lot, and blocking just kills my thing. And every samurai, I think, has a maximum power of maybe 2. 3 at the most. Not mm. very common for it to get higher. So it is essentially kind of a bad unblockable. Yeah. Because mm. if you pump it, 
And then they said, well, I don't want to take that much. They'll just chump block with a creature. And it's almost like a regular game of magic anyway. <laughs> well, so it, Bushido um, is a... It's slightly improved Rampage, if you guys are familiar with Rampage. It has not been around <laughs> for a long time. Rampage was people just... Were, um, uh, people were the creature gets for Rampage. Plus, yeah, yeah. It, it, Rampage is the creature gets plus whatever, plus whatever. Um, for each creature beyond the first blocking it, and so mm-hmm. it literally does nothing if it's not blocked. Um, so Bushido at least adds when this blocks. So the thing is better at blocking in addition to having this thing that really may not matter when it's blocked. The thing people were clamoring for with Rampage is for it to be slightly improved because it was like, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's so close. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was why Rampage yeah. doesn't come back because it was really almost there. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost there. <laughs> um, so, and I think here are a few more episodes. Episodes? What? What? Episodes? Huh? Issues. <laughs> I don't know why I said episodes. Here are a few more things that I feel might be sort of a detriment uh, to mm. Bushido in regards to play style, um, especially in today's arena of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is essentially an onboard combat trick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, combat in in the biblical sense of Magic the Gathering, <laughs> doesn't necessarily exist anymore. People don't really... It's not as common nowadays to see people just kind of getting in with creatures without first having done something off-the-wall bonkers crazy. <laughs> so, one, this is... The whole mechanic feels like a like something they slapped onto a Boros... Ravnica set thing. <laughs> uh-huh. except for somehow not as good also this mechanic um even though yes battle mad ronin must attack each turn if able this is an incredibly defensive mechanic it is yes. not one mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. lends itself to actual winning the game it's just essentially if you have a one one with bushido one for one mana that's just a two two <laughs> blocker you just have yeah. a two-two blocker because you're not going to swing with it. You're just no. going to hold mm-hmm. it back until something comes in, and then you can block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- it's Battle Battlemad <laughs> Ronin is a three-three blocker that can be killed by a shock. Is what this card is like. Ooh. Well, Battlemad Ronin attacks each turn of able, so it's oh, right. <laughs> he's, not block. it's he's, just- not <laughs> he's not even that. He's not even that. He's not even that. He's a one-one. He's yeah. a one-one. Mm. He's a one-one for. He's a one-one for two with a downside. With a drawback, <laughs> you could argue a second downside. <laughs> uh, yes. So, um, so is is all this to say that um, Bushido's probably not coming back? I do think that Bushido will not come back. Um, an interesting thing, and this is, of course, it's speculation at this point, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to pretend mm-hmm. like it didn't happen or doesn't exist. Um. Uh, Wizards did buy the domain for uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Right. Which does lead me to believe that we are going to be getting Samurai again. And I do Mm -hmm. think they're going to try to make Samurai cool. Now, they could do this in a couple of ways. They could not have Standard be such a Mm -hmm. kind of hodgepodge of really cool things happening and creatures not really attacking. And so Bushido could actually just work. 
Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't think they'll do that, or if they do do that, it will be the worst mechanic in the set. <laughs> um, which I could see okay. them doing. Yeah. But I think that to make Bushido work, there's a few things. Well, one, I think that something that would be cool to print into whatever set has this new and improved Bushido. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. An enchantment that lets things block multiple creatures. Just bring back a Whatever oh. that one from Cons is. Uh, Brave the Sands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brave the Sands, yeah. Yeah, Brave the Sands. Just your creatures can block an additional creature. That makes Bushido very, very good. Mm-hmm. If you have an untapped battle mad Ronin for some reason, that's a 5 5 blocker for two I things. Do, I do think the Bushido would have to be altered because I think the way Bushido currently is, it's when, when this blocks. I think that would only trigger the once, even if it blocked multiple creatures. I, am I wrong? I could be wrong. I'd have to I'd have to look have at to look the gatherer up. right quick yeah. and I I will do that real quick. Let's just do Battle Mad. Should have looked that up. That's a that's a good point hmm. though. So thank you for bringing that up. It is a point. Um let's see. Rulings. There are no rulings. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's just search. What happens hmm. if a Bushido blocks multiple creatures? Mm-hmm. Oh geez. Okay. <laughs> you are correct. It only oh, gets no. <laughs> it only gets plus one. It's even worse than I thought. It's yeah. Oh boy. So we would ideally. So it's almost it a little. worse than rampage. It's so, not, yeah, it's so not wait, worse yeah, than if rampage. If I double block a Bushido creature, it's only getting the buff the once. It's only getting the buff <laughs> the once. Bushido is not a great mechanic. But it's God, so it's so innocuous that I do mm-hmm. think I could see it coming back regular. Yeah, um, okay. but okay. I think this is a thing that I would like to see more so because very few mm. of these samurai actually do the trope that I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the trope that I like in a samurai is, well, one, I wish the Bushido were different <laughs> yeah. because I like the idea of in all of the movies, you know, it's one samurai against like eight dudes. And at the yeah. end of it, the one samurai is the one that's just like, Hey, I killed them all. Mm-hmm. I, I killed all of them. So yeah. multiple blocking if Bushido worked the right way um, <laughs> would be cool. But I think what I would like, because I don't think they're ever going to do a wild West set. I would <laughs> like things to work a little bit more like a duel. Mm-hmm. And so how do you represent that? Um, with Bushido, and I think that you can leave the text of Bushido essentially exactly the same, but you just tack on, you can call it, I don't know, you can call it a a duelist or something. Something to represent like a samurai duel, like that samurai Mm -hmm. do in all of the movies, Mm -hmm. and it's cool. And just just slap provoke on it. Just slap, you choose a creature, it's Mm -hmm. got a block. We're dueling. That's what's happening. I think if you do that, and leave everything else the same about Bushido, <laughs> mm-hmm. it gets infinitely better. Because the problem is people people aren't going to block. They're just not going to okay. block them. Okay. Because it's also Why like, would they it, ever? <laughs> it turns them from, instead of being onboard combat tricks, they're onboard removal, which is a thing that your opponent kind of, like, does have to play around if, it, if it's been tweaked, like you said, where it's like, if you have a creature here, mm. I have a way to remove your creature just as soon as I go to combat. Like, yeah, I, I think that. that the way hmm. it wouldn't be 
quite provoke because provoke I think actually untaps the thing and makes it, it does block. it does untap them as well. I yeah. do think that the samurai wouldn't make something untap. I think that mm-hmm. it would just mm-hmm. say you know when this attacks target creature has to block it this turn if able, mm-hmm. and then there you, you just do it okay. that way, and then okay. you just leave the buffs the same because mm-hmm. magic does not lend itself very well to um, that kind of duelists. Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. cinematography that I want to go mm-hmm. for with samurai. And if samurai aren't going to be the ones to do it, who is that going to be for? <laughs> samurai mm-hmm. are the ones that should have that, I think. I think because that actually I think so. uh, yeah. that I that the the kind of the play pattern discussion actually uh, makes me think about is um so like the the problem here is that it's you kind of give all the power to your opponent and the payoff is just never big enough to offset that. Just getting plus two, plus two on a one, one just is not enough to make that thing where you have to give your opponent the choice really worth it or palatable. Mm-hmm. A fun thing that that's making me think of though, because a fairly recent interaction that is very similar is how afflict works from Amon Ket. So okay. um, yeah. for anyone who may not be familiar, a wildfire eternal is just an example one. Uh, it's three and a red for a one, four. So it has one power. But then it has an ability called Afflict, and it has Afflict 4, which is whenever this creature becomes blocked, defending player loses 4 life. Where it's the... You're still giving your opponent the decision there on whether or not to block this 1-4 or not, but it's if they block it, they are actually net losing more life than if they had just let the thing hit them. That's balanced out by Wildfire Eternal's next line of text, which is whenever it attacks and isn't blocked, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your hand without paying its mana cost. And Uh I feel like they could also, if they could add that element of Bushido, like, I think that, Daniel, your call is definitely better from a flavor perspective. I don't actually know if this flavor works for Samurai at all. It but most certainly does. I'm listening. I like everything yeah. that you're saying, but it yeah, is making the flavor grow gone. up because yeah. the flavor makes it's so me bad. Gag. But it's, it's like it's... bananas at all. <laughs> it's, oh, I love bananas. But I think oh like it's, there's this thing where it's if the the there has to be something else. I feel like it's like every samurai that you look at is like in its current state. If you just had them have Bushido and there was no additional things they could do, they're just mm. missing like another line of rules text. Yeah, so that yeah. the decision's a bit harder for them to make than just like, oh, well, I just take one. Yeah, I'm just going to take one forever. Yeah, it's easy. I, yeah, like, I think the, the bottom line is it's an onboard obvious combat trick. The opponent mm-hmm. is making the decision. Make the decision a harder decision harder. to make. Make it matter. Well, I was. that's what the provoke is. The provoke, yeah, the provoke is your opponent doesn't yeah. make the decision. It's mm, if okay. you want to play yeah. a Birds of Paradise and I have Battle Mad Ronin, you better have a way to tap it now because it's gonna block. They're gonna duel. Yeah. I'm right. gonna duel your goose, and I'm gonna, <laughs> it's gonna die. And yeah, and, and so making them happen. kind of onboard removal in that way, I also really like because that's like the yeah. samurai are one v one. They're gonna take anything. That's just how it's gonna be. Mm. And yeah. that and that and like I said, that's kind of mm. a thing that I. That isn't represented in magic, I don't think, anywhere. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a bunch of cards that kind of do that thing. Like, um, Mm -hmm. uh, what is it? Single combat, I think, where everybody has to sacrifice all but one creature or planeswalker (laughs) among, you know, the creatures and planeswalkers they control. And then you can't cast any more until the next turn. So everything is just dueling. Well, see, I'm thinking, and I love that. And I was thinking, like, that'd be kind of cool to see somehow represented. Mm -hmm. See, I was thinking about, you know, there's fight, obviously, but, like, that doesn't represent 
oh, there is this guy that is the best at at doing war, essentially. That's just, this is the most powerful thing, and it's a 1-1 one, one with mm-hmm. Death Touch, you know. Um, yeah, and like yeah. fights also flavored is just a thing that animals do. Like, is how it's right. flavored yeah. kind of in the game Yeah, as well. and a lot yeah. of the arts of the fight cards, aside from, I think, the one where a guy suplexes a bear, I yeah. think that <laughs> a lot of the fight cards are usually treated as, like, two animals kind of mauling each other. And yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, it's not it's not the flavor we're talking about And here. so, yeah, like, a way to make it more civilized. I'm not <laughs> trying to present, like, and maybe that's... I'm going a little more tame because... Yeah. Because, you know, I think of, like, mechanics... Uh, sort of like you know like mentor it requires mm-hmm. you to have yeah. at least two things on the battlefield it requires you to swing and it's just kind of a plus one plus one counter but if anything ever gets bigger sort of like evolve then that effect mm-hmm. is just kind of shut off for a while yeah. it's not a great <laughs> like it's and not, and not to say it's a bad mechanic it's just it uh-huh. isn't as flashy as other yeah. things i'm not going right. for flash and spectacle i'm going mm. for a little bit more discipline like a samurai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to go for something. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Yolandi also likes Bushido. Sorry, my dog Yolandi yelled at me. loves Bushido. She has the moral code of a samurai. But that's <laughs> that's how, that's one way I I was thinking to, to bring it back. I don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. if Neon Dynasty, like, would change anything if I had to think of it huh. from the perspective of it's like, in the future, kind of cybernetic yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe they'd have like a thing called like, I don't know, cleave or something where their big long swords hit something else. Like if they, whenever they deal combat damage to a creature, they deal one damage to each other creature that person controls or something. I don't know. I have no Ooh. idea if that'd yeah, be like yeah. really strong or whatever. And I'm sure that it would be sometimes, but other times not really, unless you just give them death touch, in which case that's pretty bonkers. Unless, yeah, but it would still be a combat-focused deck, so I still think it yeah. would lose to whatever the crazy mythic is. Um, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I... To whatever hmm. new version of Kadama is also in that set. <laughs> yeah. It's just oh, rapping I, in some way. I actually I, think... Well, I don't want to say that. Okay. <laughs> but I got you. I yeah, definitely... I'm, I'm if nearly I had positive to... at some of the stuff I was looking at. I do... Th- Oh, okay. there was. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is there? Well, yeah, that's um. Oh, no. It's not necessarily exciting. Mm-hmm. I think that it is a perfectly fine combat-focused mechanic, just like a combination of Bushido and Provoke. Uh, just mm-hmm. call it uh, Duelist Two or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It was yeah. called Bushido Bushido Two, which is if Bushido is just like the code of a samurai, Bushido Two just mm-hmm. means hey, it's the code twice. Which is already yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so duelist dude. Yeah. Whatever, man. We've had Megamorph. Nothing is sacred. <laughs> oh, this game can do anything and has. This game can do will. anything mm. and has. But yeah, that's my that's kind of my take on Bushido. I I like samurais as a creature type a bunch. I keep mm-hmm. almost building a samurai deck, but then I have <laughs> to look at it. Um, yeah. And so I really want Bushido or Samurais to be good. I'm excited to see how they may do it. I don't think it'll be the way I'm saying, but I would be perfectly fine with something like that. Okay. Take Bushido, Mm -hmm. make it worthwhile at all. (laughs) That's a a bold idea. I like mechanics. (laughs) Yeah, looking looking through, I do think that the highest power toughness it's like oh there's one four four 
Oh, there's a four. Okay, three. that's larger because okay. the brothers Yamazaki. If you have two, can be four threes with Bushido one. Yeah, mm. Bushido ones. Yeah. And then there's yeah. Fumiko who has Bushido X. There's a seven drop Vigilance Bushido five for, and it's a three three. Yeah. <laughs> stat line. Jeez. It is Jeez. indestructible. It's indestructible. Okay. So you'll okay. be getting in for All three right. often. Or they'll chump block it with a sapperling, and the sapperlings will take eight. Um, <laughs> it's disgusting. It's gross. There is one. There is one that actually makes it good. Where is it? I just want to say, just in case anybody's thinking of building uh, Bushido, that there is one good thing it is takano samurai general it's five and a white for a three three bushido two human samurai but each other samurai you control gets plus one plus one for each point of bushido it has oh that's great okay yeah it's it's like the coolest bushido card for sure that yeah by a wide wide margin well that makes bushido matter by making it just be something else going on Essentially a six drop <laughs> enchantment hanging around. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That is um a three three. So there you go. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Very good. All right. I think we're all tasting that flavor. Does that mean mm. it's Drew's time to shine? That is the law. That is the law. <clears throat> we wrote it down and ratified it. Uh let me see. I hope this will be funny. I'm doing world enchantments. Oh Ooh. hell yeah! I'm I doing world didn't enchantments. Think about that at all? Okay, oh. world enchantments is mine. Man, y'all so, are so much better at this than me. So I was snooping around. I was snooping around, kicking all the cans on the Magic the Gathering wiki, and I was looking at their um, what did they they called them obsolete mechanics, and uh, and I found world enchantments hmm. there. Now, world enchantments for uh, people who have started playing, you know. Um, in the last 3,000 years. <laughs> you may not know what that is. Um, a world enchantment is a... I think it's actually is a super type. Um, or rather, world is a super type that is only found in enchantments. And hmm. they were printed so long ago that all of the physical versions of these cards actually just say enchant world on them. They don't say hmm. world enchantment dash anything. Um, they have been out of use since Kamigawa? So another tie to Kamigawa about a thing that we want to come back. Um, Everything dies and they in aren't, Kamigawa. They aren't eroded to be something else. They aren't... Um, the rules haven't changed about what they are. They just don't do them. So a world enchantment is an enchantment. Uh, let me see here. They... I'm trying to make sure I... I want to try to find like a good... I guess I'll just use an example of one. No, mm -hmm. that's actually part of the problem here. World what? enchantments, the thing that makes them very unique and special is not printed on the card. It's a rule that you have to know. That's problem number mm -hmm. one with how these things work. So only one world enchantment can be in play at a given time. For players who are slightly less than 5,000 years old, this <laughs> is formerly how <laughs> the legend rule used to work, but mm -hmm. it no longer works this way. Well, now so, it's even more than that, right? Because yeah, it can it's only like if be you can only have 
one at all, not just like yeah. one with this name. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so like no. you can't have Nether Void and Null Chamber on the battlefield at, at the, the same, same time. time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So a world enchantment is an enchantment that applies a static buff to the entire battlefield. Now, it typically indicates or represents an entire plane in essence, and it gives that effect there. By logic, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be in two planes at once. And so when a new one comes in, the other one goes away in what is called the world rule, similar to how the legend rule mm-hmm. has things leave as state-based actions. Um, this is very confusing, not very clear, not printed on the card in any way. And it's just a thing that you just have to like know, which makes it tricky mm-hmm. to do new ones of it. That being <laughs> said, mm-hmm. they're not like they, well, actually uh, getting into uh, part of the question of like why it hasn't been seen lately. Well, there's multiple. I think in my research and prep for it, I found I think six different reasons. Um, Mark Rosewater on uh, Blogatog has said in questions asking about its position on the storm scale has, uh, if you're curious, has given it ratings somewhere between nine and ten. So you know, <laughs> there's a chance. And mm-hmm. um, in, in some of the notable um, responses there has said that it's the kind of mechanic you have to commit to, and I'm doubtful you'll want to ever again. And again, he's he, uh, clarified he's talking about standard legal expansions, and they've all said mm-hmm. that they don't like the environmental play pattern. Um, and also in an article that um, was posted on this on the mothership there about world, um, they basically, they removed it as part of a general drive to simplify the rules. And I think that kind of gets back into... These are hmm. things that you just have to know about how world enchantments work and they're not printed on the card anywhere. So they basically have an added amount of rules complexity, but they have the same net impact on a game as a regular enchantment does. Like if you just have rule of law, which is one in a white for an enchantment, each player can only cast one spell a turn. That is the same kind of level that the enchant worlds had, but these enchantments have this added rules baggage of, oh, I need to constantly make sure that I check that there's not multiples of these in play at any given time and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So it adds this kind of complexity and it's, it is objectively just a drawback added on to an enchantment. It is just something that makes the enchantment a little bit worse in the same way that like, sure commander exists to make legendary creatures a bit cooler to see but Mm -hmm. legendary mechanically is strictly speaking just a drawback to a card it is just a negative to a card yeah yeah these just have like more drawback than legendary Mm -hmm. which is yeah exactly yeah because it's like it's not even like so in the um in the days when jace the mind sculptor was standard legal a common counterplay in tournament magic was Mm -hmm. to run a jace the mind sculptor in your deck just as a removal spell for other Jace the Mind Sculptors. Mm-hmm. And this this mechanic, were it to come back to standard, would basically be like you would run any world enchantment as a yeah. removal spell for any world enchantment, that, which is that's not what I was like thinking. great. Yeah if, yeah, if if this was in a standard legal set and there was like mm-hmm. one world enchantment that was just knocking heads doing good people mm-hmm. would probably just start running whatever innocuous nothing world enchantment they could any play for common... cheap to get rid of it yeah mm-hmm. exactly like anything in their color they could just like board in that sounds really it's... cool to me <laughs> I, that's the thing. I think so that it's... line of play sounds sick so as we get into the like how would we bring it back one I think these are dope as hell. And I will also say that players may not think that they care about these because they haven't seen one in 5,000 years. But I think that players also think these are cool because what these are 
are the planes cards from planes chase and that's everyone that i've thinking. seen that's played yeah. planes chase thinks it's dope as hell and real fun so mm-hmm. uh plane chase for anyone in the audience who hasn't played it is a uh, it's a casual variant of magic where in addition to everybody's magic decks they also have a deck of planes cards that represent the different planes of magic there's one for like kamigawa and kaldheim and gigantha the creature uh but there there are different planes and these planes have static effects and part of the added fun of the plane chase um uh of that like kind of like a casual format is that you are going between these different planes and they are applying an effect to the entire field world enchantments do that in black border magic and regular black border magic and i think that that is an opportunity to i think reinforce that the players in a game of magic are planeswalkers that's how the game like conceptually works and Mm -hmm. i feel like to make planeswalking a bit more at the forefront because wizards already wants to push that really hard from like Mm -hmm. what their characters do and i feel like it kind of helps understand that a bit more um, if it's something that's referenced in the game at all. So when it comes back to like, how do you bring that back? One of my options for how to bring it back is to not change it at all and just print more of the damn things is what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think they're cool. Yeah. I think yeah. world enchantments as is are really cool. I feel like the fact that I can, if you and I are planeswalkers and we're dueling a valid strategy for me to beat you is for me to grab you and yank you into another plane. Yeah. A right? place that's more yeah. suited to your, to, to what I want to do. Like that is a thing that would conceptually like that would enter into my brain. If I'm fighting another wizard and the two of us can go to different planes of reality. So like, I think that that play is actually pretty cool, but if they mm-hmm. don't want to take that, what I actually suggest is give enchantments another subtype so addition to like auras and sagas and the other things that they have curses and whatnot and mm-hmm. they have the way it's like enchantment dash world that would also let uh tutoring effects or things that cared about them be a little bit easier to manage because they have like a subtype there i think they're special enough to warrant that and have all of them just have a triggered ability that they sacrifice themselves upon seeing another enter that also prevents okay. you from having to just have banked knowledge about how a random super type works at all times It Mm -hmm. just gives that. And it also, I think it lets you have some play around them. Like you could then ostensibly in my, in my opinion, kind of play around. My deck is a planes walking deck. My deck is specifically trying to go to multiples of these in a game. And I'm trying to chain through them and things like that. So Mm -hmm. it, and I think that solves, it prevents you from having to reintroduce the legend rule for a single card type. So, and it, while also maintaining them being unique while they're like, we're not in two planes at once. And yeah. it also, uh, I think, underscores the flavor of your planeswalking. That way, like, it's there is a moment at which you are in both as you are traveling from the previous one to the other. Mm-hmm. And so that also kind of has that flavor happen in the game. And it also, I think, it's... And the other bit there that I liked is, one, it encourages players just tacitly to run more enchantment removal, which now that we've got... We have spells like Sagas that are actually pretty powerful people should i think be running more anyway but it also if there's this new mechanic that's like shifting these you know whole board effects Mm -hmm. it gets players to do that more but also it gives the option for more prison spells and specifically we just had war of the spark little over a year or two ago in which you have a spell that prevents people from planeswalking. And the only way to reflect that is to stop people from activating planeswalker abilities. Well, that does work if you're playing planeswalker spells, 
but what if you could have a you could have a like um whatever uh, the uh, Nicol Bolas is currently in the prison realm in the story, you can mm-hmm. have an, yeah. a, a world enchantment that was the prison realm and it just automatically countered any other world enchantments. It doesn't stop it from being removed if you have enchantment removal, but it stops mm-hmm. you from planeswalking until you can find a way to deal with it. And so then you would have whatever effect is built into that, just like if I'm a stacks player and I'm building a stacks deck, maybe it's debilitating, but because I know it's in my deck, I can plan around it. And yeah. I know that I can just hard lock you into this plane that I'm prepared for and you <laughs> might not be. And then I can yeah. take advantage of that. Yeah, and so it and it lets it kind of gives that flavor of I am controlling where you and I fight, and I'm locking you here until I can hopefully win the game. There, let me tell you mm-hmm. um, a reason why this idea. Another reason why, because I I really mm-hmm. like world enchantments. I think that that is yeah. a a thing that's pretty cool. I I think that Wizards is kind of shying away from the idea that things are are special in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's you know, mm-hmm. but it's also like kind of confusing i suppose i always kind of understood it's just like oh only one person could have this person because this is the one person so Mm -hmm. that always makes sense to me but then i guess it does get a little confusing when it's like oh this is ruik thar and then this is ruik thar unbowed and for some reason though those are fine (laughs) um yeah and you know and uh, rules wise they have different names but also like if you're going to go that heavy on the lore um, mm-hmm. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah, don't no. have different names. They yeah. have the same name. They look the same guy. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, here is the uh, the main thing. Okay, imagine you're playing an MTG arena, and you guys are riding on the back of Cherix, yep. uh, playing Hell on yeah. uh, your Zendikar. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> figured. And then all of a sudden, somebody drops. Oh, dang! Is that Storm World? And then, like, from mm-hmm. where that card lands on the screen, the whole terrain shifts. And it just mm-hmm. takes you to Stormworld and just does this cool, like, rippling thing of, like, oh, shit, we've left. We've left the back of Cherix. Now we're here. And then somebody's just like, oh, whatever. Now we're going to go to Dry World instead mm-hmm. of Stormworld. And then that <laughs> hits. And then it, like, ripples into the other one. Just imagine the animations. The Big yeah. Bang animations that could be going on. Wizards. Mm-hmm. Arena Wizards. was... A- that's like the like, main thing you have arena for is for yeah, big fancy animation, big flashy looking, thing, big yeah. looking cards. And like it, it could, it could be this thing. Like you could have, you could go to like, because uh, it's in plane chase. They don't just have like a plane that represents the entirety of the thing. Sometimes they represent specific parts of it. So, oh, yeah. like you could, you could do like with like this past Theros set that recently came out. A big part of the story there is Kiora fighting with Thassa in these deep oceans that have all these things. You could have an enchant world that represented these Therosian oceans that would Mm -hmm. give bonuses to your serpents, your merfolk, your whatever. And so that is like a really good tribal payoff that's Mm -hmm. even more than just giving them all plus one, plus one, because it would ideally probably debilitate any creature that was not of those types. I also like what it would do for mirrors. Yeah. Like, say that a world's deck... Um, made it to worlds mm-hmm. and then um somebody is playing like i don't know merfolk thassa deep dwelling world enchantment mm-hmm. or something the the yeah. the i don't know what you'd call it they're playing uh, some like merfolk enchantress tribal deck yeah therosian right, yeah. depths world enchantment and then they drop yeah. it okay well what's the other deck supposed to do like there's no reason for them to get rid of it so then mm-hmm. like the sideboard tech becomes well do i take those out 
because if I take those out, because it affects everybody. Yeah, yeah and exactly. Then, and then so like, how do you deal <laughs> with it when you both have it? And mm-hmm. that sounds interesting to me because it's like, well, I could bounce it, but if I bounce it, then that's bad for me <laughs> because I need yeah, because and so I yeah. have to be like really particular about my timing. And I, I think to, that's like, cool. I think that that's yeah. pretty cool because then you'd have to run a different world enchantment, you know, mm-hmm. or just removal regular. But yeah. you know, if you wanted to be like have another one that kind of works with it, like a sub theme, you just like I'm going to drop that, get rid of mm-hmm. that one. Oh, a sub theme. Uh, for your underwater yeah, well, water yeah, your underwater. It's an underwater yeah. deck with a sub thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's it, it adds like a whole access to it without having like there's no new card type that has to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. There's already mm-hmm. support for enchantments, so like there's already support that this deck would have a pretty easy time seeing play. Because I feel like with like if you were to do a whole new card type for them, I don't feel like that works because there's it's like whenever you have a new mechanic that doesn't have quite enough cards for it, but it's just anything yeah. that cares about enchantments will care about worlds and worlds would inherently be a either buff kind of effect or a debuff for your opponent. And those are things that people are already playing. I think mm-hmm. it just forces them to be symmetrical and that gives a really interesting axis that you can go like, all right, I can plan for this state of the board being the case can they react to me playing it in a way that helps them overcome that? Ideally, no, and I'd be able to beat them. But then, like, if someone plays one, it's not like a death sentence for me. I go, like, okay, can I play around these slight alterations to the rules that this world thing has now done to it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I like it. Because since they do... I I don't know how really prolifically played Planes Chase Mm. specifically is played with Mm -hmm. the Planes Chase cards and all that. Um, if R&D decided that really that's what they wanted to be, the planeswalking representation explicitly, mm-hmm. it would be it'd be so easy to still have world enchantments that are just um, this is this part of the world or I have shaped yeah. this plane, this part of this plane to be a certain way. Like that, mm-hmm. that was the only thing where I could see people being like, well, uh, we already have a way of planes walking and it's this thing already. I, I think there's totally a way to do this that even didn't wouldn't have to be the planes walking thing specifically. And I think easily. like in the in the same way that like they still print basic lands in every set because they're they're important mm-hmm. to the game to help you feel like you're in the world that the set's taking place in. I feel mm-hmm. like a world enchantment just does that on like a better scale. Like it's yeah. I obviously like I love, you know, matching basics and all that. I love seeing the art on them. But imagine mm-hmm. like if in the Theros set, because like the Theros set, granted there was other stuff happening, I think, around its release, but like I barely felt like we were like anything was happening there. Um mm-hmm. from like a flavor perspective. And we got like these cool elder giants in that set. And so like, what if there could have been a set that was like, it's, it's a world enchantment that is taking you to the underworld there or yeah. like the fastest ocean part of that or like mm-hmm. anywhere. Like you could even do it where because of the fact that you're kind of you are going to like a specific, you know, place, you could even have that highlight the, storyline there like imagine if in war yeah, of the spark totally. there had been a world enchantment that like if if the spell ravnica at war was actually a mm-hmm. world enchantment that was causing like both of you to amass armies on both sides but the armies were also like hurting your other creatures in some way or hurting your planeswalkers in some way and yeah, so like yeah. that would that would really sell this if you're playing around that it's there are these lazatep zombies everywhere they are hurting everything Mm-hmm. And like, and that really sells the narrative there. That sells like that big moment as well. Cause you yeah. can also just have it be like, this mm-hmm. is like 
the place where all the guilds meet. You can have it be the Zoki things, but you can also mm-hmm. have them represent moments in time that then have like an effect on the entire battle until they have passed, which I think is a really cool, like, I feel like that's better than just having a story spotlight card have art that represents a specific moment. I still would want, yeah. you know, I wouldn't want those to go away, but I feel like you have a world enchantment that has this impact on it and you can really sell those big moments in the story on the cards themselves. Mm-hmm. I like it. So okay. uh, yeah. essentially it, they're, they're big, cool effects. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love, and I, I kind of very much dislike that the wizards is um, kind of going away from, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, effects that hit everybody, even you. Yeah, they yeah. they mm-hmm. love hitting the, and that's my worry is that they bring back world enchantments, but it only affects your opponents. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. no, 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 it doesn't no, make sense. Yeah, so wrong. But, oh. but and mm-hmm. another thing that I say is going for uh, world enchantments is that um, they're legal in commander, and the rules yeah. are the mm-hmm. exact same as they've always been. They so, are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Commander is the most popular, aside from Kitchen Table, the, I guess, mm. so I guess second most popular format yeah. that uh, Magic has under its proverbial umbrella. So if mm-hmm. that format is your is your big hit, and World Enchantments work there, mm-hmm. and you know how much they've been trying to make Standard more like Commander... <laughs> we got to get some of them rolling uh-huh. champions get them rolling yeah, in all right and yeah. this thing, like if you, if anyone listening is like curious like literally just search up on scryfall you can or gather anywhere that lets you search by like the card type you can just search world and they're super cool um it's just there's a couple examples because mm-hmm. we've kind of been talking around them but like so there's concordant crossroads one green world enchantment everything's got haste awesome this is mm-hmm. a world where everything is a little bit more vibrant a little bit more lively everything can kind of do things a little bit easier there is one that is, um, oh, uh, Field of Dreams. One blue, Enchant World. The top card of each player's library is face up. That reveals some of your information to your opponent, so it's not a, it's not a strict upside, but it also reveals some of your opponent's information to you. You're both in a plane that has it where you can kind of know a little bit about the other planeswalker's thoughts, which is helping you kind of play around some things. I also think that's super cool. Like it's all there's so much design space in these that I feel like is so freaking cool and it's just kind of not being used right now. But it's it's a thing that I feel like could be like so dope. Uh, and then I think like one of the last questions is like where would I want to see this come back? I feel like the mm-hmm. perfect thing, the perfect place for them to start with these if they're going to bring them back is a core set. Oh, core sets already take place call. on multiple yeah. planes as it is. Oh, yeah. They take yeah. place in multiple yeah. timelines as it is. It's yeah. a natural fit for it. And because it's your set, it's your it's the release that is built to draw in the most players. You also are teaching it to the most players. Because yeah, really, at one honestly, time. the most complicated it, thing it, it about world enchantments are just that you can only have one at a time. I, but most of these yeah, abilities, exactly. aside yeah. from maybe like Elkin Lair, <laughs> which I'm not going to read. If you want to know why that's a <laughs> dumb one, go look it up. But for like for second yeah. place, mm-hmm. I actually run in like two or three commander decks. It just says players can't gain life mm-hmm. during each player's mm-hmm. upkeep. They lose a life, and if this is the target of a spell, uh, the person who cast it loses five life. You lose five. Like life. This, this, these aren't crazy complex cards, except for Elkin Lair. Like the effects can be pretty normal. You can just <laughs> be like, oh, everything's yeah. flying, sure, and you go, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the the mm-hmm. design space for these is like. 
anything. You these can be just strict number buffs. These can be a thing that supports a tribe over another tribe. These can just give things haste. Like these can these already have the precedent of they can do like anything and not all like they can do things that aren't even strong and it's fine <laughs> because like it's yeah. a I feel like it's unless you just do them horribly like they're almost like they're such an easy flavor win and they're just fun like they're fun and splashy enchantments that I feel like could be seeing a lot more play and I feel like they would help a lot of players like both have more fun with the game. I and think also they'd be really the cool to see in limited as well. Mm-hmm. I think people draft in worlds and it's be like, yeah, oh, I got my God. world. I was yeah. like, Oh, we're changing. Yeah. We're going somewhere else, baby. And I think that's, that's something that we <laughs> mm-hmm. haven't quite had yep. uh, in this. So that's really cool, Drew. I actually, I yeah. really like that, that suggestion, mm-hmm. especially because like you it. said change practically nothing. Yeah. 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 One of the, first, like it's, it's like, ch- <laughs> I think the biggest change that I even suggested was just make it so you don't have to already know what world means. But I mean, like, if, if it's a rule of the game, you don't right, even have yeah. to take that. But it's like, that's my biggest change to them is print more of them and maybe just spell out on the card what a world enchantment is. That's it. Yeah. That's and, really it. And honestly. Yeah. Like a little yeah. piece of reminder like, text. Concordant Crossroads is like for more higher end uh, yeah. EDH decks. That's a staple. That's yeah. a staple card. And so is Hall of Gemstone. Both of yep. those uh, cards yeah. Yeah. see a mm-hmm. decent amount of play in the decks that can afford and, it. It's the thing is, I, and, like, and other, other ones of these are also great. I run Tombstone Stairwell in multiple decks. I just am now realizing it's a world enchantment. Um, but two yeah. and two black <laughs> has a cumulative <laughs> upkeep, but during each yeah. upkeep, each player puts into play a zombie token for each creature in their graveyard. But it has like, I love the flavor of that, especially mm-hmm. now like looking at it as a world enchantment of just, I'm in this plane that's just in this endless cycle of death and then reanimation, but I have to really work to stay here. Cause this place sucks. There is zombies that keep coming up and it's <laughs> not pleasant to be here. So it's just a little harder to be like there. Look, if you yeah, if you got the time, look at all the world enchantments. They're cool as hell. They got a lot of options there. All right. Well, very cool. I uh, I'm very down with that. Yeah. And I, I think all right. that all of the shrines. I think bringing back the shrines yep. was our was our toe dip into yeah, that. I definitely. can see them coming. Definitely. Back. All right. Mm. And so since yeah. Josh said that there was like some big kind of okay. grandiose thing with his, uh, we'll <laughs> pass it over to him with a fanfare uh, that is immaculate. It's right. so immaculate, an angel would cry. Here we go. <laughs> that's the crying angel oh, Perfect. oh wow poor angel ah yes good thank you thank you very much um okay so the uh mechanic that i want to talk about is mana burn which it was not um it wasn't anything ever printed on a card. It actually originally was just a mechanic within the workings mm-hmm. of the game for a long time. Um, I learned some neat stuff about it and doing my research because I do research for these episodes. I'm prepared. <laughs> um, it was it, by the time I started playing uh, Magic, which was in original Innistrad block, mm-hmm. um, Mana Burn was already gone. I never played with Mana Burn, um, but it apparently the last set that it was around in was alara reborn which i was shocked yeah, that it existed yeah. for that long yeah it was removed in 2009 um during a rules update for the 2010 mm. core set which is bonkers to me i did not know it was around that long um now 
the reason oh oh first mm-hmm. let me explain what it does or this is pointless <laughs> mana burn how it worked was just any time a player had mana in their mana pool that was unspent and they passed out of a phase and the mana emptied from their mana pool they lost that much life so you lost life equal to any unspent mm-hmm. mana you ever lost the reason that they removed it was because they deemed it too complex and unnecessary, which I agree with. It's just, it's, it's, they found that, I mean, it's just counterintuitive. It's like to, to beginner players, A, they just have to learn that that's a thing and remember that's a thing. And it's counterintuitive because it's like, okay, so like in this game, I'm playing lands, I'm making mana to do this stuff. But then there's like, if I if I play too much, if I make too much mana, I'm going to get punished for it. Weird. So I totally get it. Very interestingly, Mana Burn was almost removed for a 6th edition rules update, but Mark Rosewater mm. fought to keep it in there because it was just mm-hmm. a part of the game. Now, 10 years later, when they're talking about making this change for the 2010 core set, the guy that was fighting to get rid of it was Mark <laughs> Rosewater. He just completely changed his mind over the course of those 10 years. He, he was convinced what it the, is, uh, it is a new mechanic. What's that the doesn't phrase matter. people say? Um, uh, never trust the one anyone. that they Not say about yourself? the hero, the hero, oh, uh, live long, uh, die and be a hero or live long enough oh. to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> live, live long and <laughs> prosper. Um, um, what's, <laughs> Yes. Uh, what's funny is, um, I, and I believe this was when they were looking at getting rid of it in the sixth edition uh, rules update. Mark Rosewater at one point had his five person design team spend one month playing magic as though mana burn was gone. And he wanted to hear just how that would go. Just treat it as though it's not a thing. Let's see how it goes. When he got the update from them one month later, it had literally never come up at any point for any of the five of them. <laughs> It had never mattered whether Mana Burn was there or not. So that's one of those things that told him to get rid of it eventually. Now, um, yes, I I for sure feel very confident this would never sure. come back just as it was. That's just not going to happen. It was never a good thing. It's counterintuitive. It's not good. However, I really, really would like to see it come back just on... A card or some number of cards. Just bring it out. Like back a world enchantment that kind of makes it a rule again. Because like a like a red <laughs> world enchantment. I feel like this mm-hmm. makes yeah, so it's much gotta sense. be red. It a hundred percent red. Yeah. It's gotta be red. Yeah. Um yeah, I I the way that I could see it most likely coming back would be on a, a red enchantment. Um have it deal damage instead of uh, the way it originally was was mm-hmm. specifically loss of life, but but no, it's you. Mm-hmm. It's literally mana burn. Call the enchantment mana yeah. burn. Yeah, you can and be there really you go. On the nose with it. Yeah, very easy. And and it's just like it's it's it is a thing that wouldn't matter much. You know, it's very situational. For the most part, people are going to tap the number of lands they need to do things. But if your opponent is doing some kind of infinite mana combo where they just got to like use their triggers to get as much mana as possible, it'd be like no get get exactly as much as you need figure it out plan out your turn now mm-hmm. or you're going to get punished really bad or or alternatively 
I would think bring it back on specifically a red green creature of some sort and have this work with giving other players mana so that you can actually proc mm -hmm. this force their hand um there's there's already plenty of things that work with this you've got um heartbreak of mm -hmm. heartbeat of spring which is a green enchantment not a world enchantment but whenever a player taps land for mana they add one mana of that type to his or her mana pool uh, you got Overabundance, which is a oh, red-green enchantment. one of my actual favorite cards. Yeah, yeah, because it's, yeah. it's whenever a player taps a land for mana, they add an additional mana, and also the enchantment deals one damage to them. If I, I would love the idea of you, you build up a deck where you are forcing so much mana down people's throats, and they better use it. I mean, if they can capitalize on it, whoop-de-doo. If not, you're, you're choking mm -hmm. them to death with all this mana. Um, you can run things like uh, Eladamri's Vineyard and Magus of the Vineyard, which just directly adds mana to their oh, mana pool. Oh, that's a um, spicy tag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got the um, the three-drop mana rock Spectral Searchlight, which notably it yep. its ability is choose a player, and that player adds one mana of any color to their mana pool. Um, mm -hmm. This is a way to make that interesting. If the person doesn't have some outlet then you're just pinging them with mana which is fun um yeah. so yeah so in this most basic form on a red enchantment deal damage put it with red and green obviously so you can uh drown people in mana basically or maybe here's the third option um make it loss of life like it originally was with mana burn put it on um Okay, I'm thinking like a black, red, green, <laughs> uh, Viashino Shaman, uh, a legendary one, so it could be a commander. Okay. Name no, it wait, something. Be a commander. Okay. Yeah, name it something like um, Yurlock. Uh, give it the ability. Whenever a player loses unspent mana, they lose that much life. Also, give it the thing of you can tap it to give each player a black, a red, and a green. Nice. Also, for some reason, okay vigilance. For some reason, it's got vigilance. For some reason, it's a four. So you four. can attack and activate um, the ability too. Yeah, ability. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, point B. Vigilance is vigilance point... is weird to picture on a Jund card. On yeah, Jund that's Fushino. really freaking weird. Um, yeah, I mean it's the green part essentially. But my point being, <laughs> dear listeners, dear listeners, is that I had this whole spiel planned out for bringing back mana burn, putting it with ways of giving your opponents mana. And just yesterday, I saw the leak, <laughs> the additional leaks for Commander Legends, which mm -hmm. includes the freaking dude I just described. <laughs> now, now, I'm justifying sticking with talking about this because it is a leak that we're looking at the translation of the German card. Maybe it's not real. Maybe none of it's real. Maybe I'm still real smart for thinking of this, and this is still something <laughs> we're not going to see for a while. But from the looks of it, it looks legit, and they're doing <laughs> the exact thing I wanted to talk about wanting them to mm -hmm. do. So I feel one part defeated, like the rug was pulled out from under me, but the other part is I wanted this to happen. I could build this deck now, this exact yeah. thing I'm talking about. It's really funny because that happened to you and it was also mm -hmm. like when you first brought this idea to the computer and presented <laughs> it to us, 
Uh-huh. I I remember saying like, oh, nice, man. I can talk about Bushido. And then like uh-huh. probably four days later, they're just like, oh, Wizards of the Coast got the domain for Kamigawa uh, <laughs> Neon Dynasty. And I was like, are you serious? I was going to talk all about Bushido. Ooh, <laughs> they're just going to bring be, it back. It so and then yesterday they... And so I have to imagine that that means we need to comb the the undercrypt of the internet mm-hmm. and we need to try to figure out where wizards has hinted uh-huh. that world enchantments are coming back every time that i google things in the world i just get sad <laughs> we just gotta we just gotta yeah. find it the problem is it's just you know searching like magic worlds that's a tournament they do yeah and so but maybe maybe that's the hint <laughs> maybe oh maybe along. maybe it's been there maybe it's like oh world world and it's like oh world and then it says something like ah oh, come watch be enchanted by worlds 2021 <laughs> we're like oh there can be uh-huh. only one there can be Ooh. only one world's <laughs> tournament held at a given time <laughs> if someone holds another one the other one is canceled the other one is canceled immediately <laughs> yes very good i no, you know, I, yeah. I i like, I like the mana burn yeah, I'd, I'd like to think this means that we we are so in tune with the game. We know what we're talking about. We know what the For designers those of you are at thinking. Home who are um, wearing tinfoil hats and following the show like in a conspiratorial way, you'll remember that in an earlier episode, I said that we wanted to explain new mechanics we had come up with in a way that like wizards, if an employee did listen to it, it was all their <laughs> ideas anyway. They could just bring it back if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now this is, I think, us tipping the hands that we clearly are secretly just working at wizards <laughs> we or we have like oh, deep and we do not have deep insider information but isn't that more fun to think that we do actually to be fair on account yeah. of cause of those leaks that happened we kind of mm. do have deep insider <laughs> information well, yeah, but so exactly. does everybody else so right, yeah, it's yeah. like it's not special but it is true <laughs> but it is yeah it is true and deep secret info yeah <laughs> also uh spoilers if you haven't seen the leaks um, so I'll probably put it in the time. Yeah, we'll put it at the beginning too, and we'll just um, oh, we'll yeah. put the point where it would be. Yeah, uh, in in the well, video time code and such. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, mild spoilers for what you have just heard, but we are not going to tell you any more about them because you've already heard it. That's right. Yeah. All right. Iron I, Man I think dies that... in Commander Legends. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that just about covers uh, everything that we wanted to cover in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it here first. We're gonna have Bushido provoke. We're gonna call it Proshido. Or- oh, delicious! <laughs> Pro- Pro- delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, we're Ooh, bringing boy. back um, Mana Burn, what? as told by the leak. So we're gonna call that Mana Leak. And we Got also him. have um, World Enchantments, literally unchanged <laughs> for, literally no for Commander Corset twenty twenty two. Just bring them on back. Uh, let us know in the comments what old mechanic would you bring back? Would you change it at, at all? Do you like any of the ones that we proposed? Do you hate them? I don't care. <laughs> comments are engagement. Engagement is engagement. Uh, but yeah, let us know like if you would if you could take any old like um uh, I don't have the URL or anything, but um if you're on the Magic Wiki, there's actually a really good and pretty well maintained article about what they call obsolete mechanics, which are just interesting to kind of look at to see things that have been not banned or the rules haven't changed for them though they're just not used i learned actually there was a mechanic that was just called like it might as well have been called a placeholder 
because it was a mechanic what? that was never printed on any physical card, but was put in place during a rules change after sixth edition to put onto like auras to basically define mm-hmm. in the rules text of the card what they did if their target went away before they resolved. And that's such like a niche weird thing about magic it was fun to go down i didn't end yeah. up picking it for this because it's dumb but <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a fun thing to add back to the game but if you go there looking at obsolete mechanics they're just fun things to learn about the game about the history of magic and all that um that's on the magic wiki also elsewhere on the internet that's all a wiki is is a collection of other stuff you can also google um but yeah mm. let us know mm. which ones you like uh, follow us on all the socials. Rate the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Just put a star amount that you feel that we've earned. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> With all of that, uh, I think we have demonstrated the loop. I will now move to the instep and concede.